are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Eagles fans? Welcome into another edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's Locked On Eagles, as always, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We thank you for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day throughout the week, Monday through Friday. We are available on all podcast platforms, on Apple, on Odyssey, on Google, on Spotify, Stitcher, Everywhere you can find the show, you name it, we are available. We're available on YouTube as well throughout the week and on Twitter at LockdownBirds, at DBASILOE, and at GC24 underscore football. The Eagles take on the Jets in an important game on Sunday at 1 o'clock. They return to the Meadowlands, weirdly enough with the schedule, for the second week in a row looking to bounce back from that 13-7 loss to the New York Giants last week that put them down to 5-7. and seven. But... The season is still very much wide open in this NFC playoff race. The Eagles only a half game back of the sixth seed, or I should say the seventh seed right now, which is currently the Washington football team, who you still play two more times this year. The New Orleans Saints lost last night to the Dallas Cowboys. So the Saints are five and seven now as well. Everything the Eagles want to do this year is still in front of them. They control their destiny with this fairly easier schedule compared to the other seven to eight teams in this playoff race, right? And you do play one of the teams that holds one of those final wildcard spots. So the Eagles kind of control their own destiny. They also have the head-to-head tiebreaker on the Saints and on the Falcons as well. Let's see if they can get it against Washington. Also, they do have it against the Carolina Panthers. My co-host, Gino Camilleri, he spoke with the Locked On Jets podcast crew yesterday on Crossover Thursday to preview that game. Again, you can find that show wherever you get your podcast. Guys, today is Friday, which means it's Locked On QB1. We're going to talk about Jalen Hurts today. We're going to talk some Russell Wilson, and we're going to talk some 2022 NFL Draft because although everything is still in front of the Eagles with what they want to do in 2021, trying to make the playoffs, the reality is still this is not a top team in the NFL. This is a team two games below 500. This is a team with a lot of long-term question marks at the most important position. And let me tell you, looking back at that game against the Giants, I know a lot of people now going from the Giants game, transitioning now to previewing this Jets game, you have a lot of media, you got a lot of fans alike, and it's justified because of how good they were at this in three of their last four games. A lot of people are using that game against the Giants as a way to say, see, That's why you don't throw the football. They need to get back to running the football like they did against the Lions, like they did against the Chargers, like they did against the Broncos and the Saints. That's the identity of this team. That is what's working. They're not a passing football team. They need to stop doing that at all, pretty much, and get back to being the run-dominant team they were. And look, that did help them win three or four games. And I do agree, they need to keep running it. It is what they do best, and they need to continue to feature that as the focal point of the offense. Like I don't disagree in 2021, that is the best chance for the Eagles to make the playoffs this year. That is their best chance as we've said all week for short-term success. But no, at the same time, they do not need to get back to running as much as they were. This 80% to 20% split. And that's not an exact number. I'm being dramatic, but 
it felt like there's a reason I've said the Baltimore Ravens pretty much every show for the last month, 2018 especially, because they were running at such a crazy rate and it was at such a high efficient level that you kept going in that way. But at the same time, I don't think they need to continue to run that much to make the playoffs. To me, they need to make the playoffs to be better at being balanced. That does still mean favoring the run game. I agree with that 100%. But the Giants game to me more exposed that there's again, each game is going to present different obstacles, different situations, different personnel, and you're going to need to be better at being balanced. I'm not saying now suddenly get back to being the 65, 35, 70, 30 pass run ratio team you've been in the past. But at the same time, you got to throw the football like you have to be able to throw the football at least to a certain floor to make the playoffs this year, especially against teams like the New York Giants last week, the New York Jets this week that are bottom tier defenses against the pass. The Jets this year are allowing the highest opposing quarterback rating in the NFL. So if they cannot at least have a 50-50 or you know 55-45 split, even 60-40 in favor of the run, if they can't get at least closer to the even split and still be efficient, if Jalen Hurts can't thrive against those teams in a near-even split, guys, you're going to need a new quarterback, especially considering this week he's got a bum ankle. That has kept his game status up in the air. Jalen Hurts confirmed on Wednesday that he is going to play in this football game. There was some talk about Gardner Minshew on Monday and Tuesday. Hurts said himself, though, at the press conference that he is going to play, and the Eagles don't normally make players available throughout the week to the media if they are going to be injured and out of the game. So Hurts is going to play, but he might not be able to run 8 to you know 13 times like he normally does a game, and you can't run this read option heavy Attack, RPO, right? Misdirections, you know, quarterback keepers, the uh, scramble drill outside of structure. He might be hampered by that. And so even more so this week, you're going you're gonna to need to pass the football. And there's no excuse to not be efficient in that area when you have Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard and you're playing the New York Jets. And when you look at that game against the Giants, again, it wasn't like a lot of people are, again, using that as a, as a way to say, get back to what you were doing. But it's not like they weren't running the football. It's not like they got away from their identity. It wasn't even really lopsided in favor of the pass against New York. The ratio was 33 to 31 in favor of the run. There was 33 rushing attempts and 31 passing attempts. So actually, the Eagles were still running the football more than passing against the Giants. It just wasn't as lopsided as some people wanted it to be. And even so, that even that near even split isn't even as telling as the real game script went. Passes on the last drive, there were eight in a row that made it look more like an even split. The Eagles were running it. It was 33 to 23 at that point in favor of the run before that last drive. They ran for over 200 yards in that game. Three players surpassed 60 rushing yards. So they were still doing their thing. But because they got down early by multiple scores, because they didn't have this cushiony lead, And because of as well, the Giants doing way better on first down, creating longer second and long situations, third and long situations, it presented more opportunities, more uh, necessities 
for the Eagles to pass the football. I don't know if that made any sense in the English language. It was more necessary, excuse me, to pass the football. There were more instances where they had to throw and they had to be efficient. And yet, even in that environment, Jalen Hurts still couldn't do it. And look, Jalen Rager is the one that messed up twice at the end of the game. He's the one that dropped two passes that Hurts put on the money for a game-winning touchdown. As much as we say Jalen Hurts for pretty much four quarters was a horrible passing quarterback, in the end, he still did what he does late in games, and that's come up clutch. Jalen Rager was the one that dropped those two passes, but this game, especially through the air, was mostly on Jalen Hurts. Like All three of those interceptions were on him. The first one, you can say Quez Watkins didn't finish his route, but to me, Jalen Hurts should not be throwing over the middle. He was late. There were two guys, a corner and a high safety in that area. That was a bad play. Obviously, the interception at the end of the half, he was forcing that. Devontae Smith wasn't nearly open did not understand the situation in the game. It was not an open look even. Like, I'll understand trying to be aggressive and take a shot if there's a chance, but there just wasn't one there. And then the third one, like, you're throwing late again down the right sideline to Jalen Rager, who's draped in coverage by a corner who's got underneath. You got in cover two, a safety that's over top of Rager. Like, he's not going to win a jump ball over two guys, right? If you're going to give that chance to somebody, it should be Devontae Smith, and it wasn't. Those interceptions were on Jalen, and like I said, he just didn't give Devontae Smith enough chances. He didn't give Dallas Goddard enough chances. As we said on the show on Wednesday, you know, that final play to Rager, Rager dropped it, but if Jalen Hurts steps up in a clean pocket, there well, there was pressure on the edge around Jordan Maialata's left side, but if Hurts steps up into that, which he normally never really does, and that's part of the, the problem with Jalen, Devontae Smith has a chance there to win that football game. It was just a lot of the same issues, right? Pocket presence, being late, not seeing the field that well, accuracy issues, just a lack of arm strength, being able to fit balls in tight spaces when the defense isn't giving you much. It was just kind of a lot of the same things. And that's really disappointing because I thought I saw real progress against the Chargers, against the Broncos, against the Saints with Jalen Hurts as a passing quarterback. And I said, okay, cool. Now maybe if they need him to throw more, the efficiency will stay at the level of those last three performances. And the minute a game situation presented itself where they needed to throw, Jalen kind of turned back into the quarterback that we saw early in the year. And that's pretty disappointing. And now the question is, with five games left, you know, I think he's made gradual improvements throughout the season, for sure. I don't want to say Jalen Hurts is the same player from 2020 or from Oklahoma or from even earlier in this year. Like I said, I think he has made significant steps this year, but they've been gradual and they've been subtle improvements. And so the question is, through five games, can he improve dramatically enough to where he secures the 2022 job. Does he even need to do that to secure the 2022 job? Has he done enough? I personally don't think so. The majority of you guys on my tweet, it was a pretty even split. It was 52% in favor of needing a new quarterback next year. 49% of you said Jalen's done enough to get the 2022 job. But, you know, he is not convincing them. And I thought at the beginning of the season, he was going to have to convince them pretty aggressively that he's the guy or else I thought they were going to move on. And when you look at it too, there's some interesting research here from a research intern at Pro Football Focus, and I'm not sure how credible this is, but I found this interesting yesterday. I wanted to share it with you guys when it comes to like how much of it is it on Jalen Hurts, how much of it is on his you know surrounding cast. 
Um, Arjun Menon on Twitter, he is a research intern in the analytics department with PFF. He has created a quarterback help composite score, and this takes special teams, uh, defense, running, EPA efficiency, plus open rate for receivers. He takes that all into account to see who has had the most help when it comes to quarterbacks across the NFL. Number one is Josh Allen. Number two is Jalen Hurts. So in this research, and I would agree that there has been a lot of open receivers this year that Jalen just hasn't seen with how good the run game is, the offensive line, the way the defense has played lately over the last two months. Like Jalen Hurts has had a lot of help and that Giants game especially, that was mostly on him. It was fascinating research to say that Hertz hasn't really had to carry this football team this year, and he still is, you know, he's improving, but just not to the level that he would need to to secure the job next year. And so the question again remains, what is enough for him to get the job in 2022? And it might not have to do with his own performance, but just the Eagles' options in the offseason. And that's what I'm going to get into coming up next right here on Locked On Eagles. Guys, today's show is sponsored by Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to all the latest episodes of Locked On Eagles and all your favorite podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can harness all that brain power too. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Disclaimer, free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offer coverage not available everywhere or for all phone networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. Guys, this is Locked On Eagles. Louis DiBiase joining you on this Friday edition of the show. We thank you for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. And today is Locked On QB1. Guys, has Jalen Hurts done enough to be the guy in 2022? I feel like his performance on the field, no, I don't think it's been enough. But it might come down to what are the Eagles' options next year? Like, if it comes down to Jalen Hurts or that second tier of quarterbacks in the 2022 draft, right? Uh, Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, maybe even Malik Willis. Then Jalen Hurts might have done enough. But to me, that more has to do with the options they have in the offseason rather than their preference to keep giving Jalen Hurts more time. They might just prefer Jalen Hurts in the field, kind of like they did last year, than the options you have in 2022. And a lot of that has to do with maybe their limited options when it comes to trading for a veteran quarterback. We said on the show a lot of times, we just can't foresee Deshaun Watson wanting a trade to the Eagles or Russell Wilson signing off on his no trade clause, waving it and saying, yeah, I'll come to play for the Eagles or, you know, somebody like Aaron Rodgers as well. I've always been skeptical that a veteran would want to come to Philadelphia just based on the recent years and the toxic reputation they've built up in the front office and with, you know, how they treat coaches and quarterbacks and how they build around quarterbacks. Like if I'm Russell Wilson and I see that versus what the Denver Broncos have to offer or the New Orleans Saints or possibly even like the Pittsburgh Steelers next year, if I'm Aaron Rodgers and I see that or even Deshaun Watson, who should not have any leverage, but he does with that no trade clause. 
why would I waive it for Philadelphia? That's what I've always been skeptical of this year, and it's been why I've been hesitant to say that officially they're going to go all in on a new quarterback this offseason. But this week, there was a change maybe in that narrative. Adam Schefter, ESPN's NFL insider, he joined 97.5 The Fanatic this week, and they asked him, they were talking about Jalen Hurts, and they made the transition like most do right now about, okay, if Jalen's not the guy and if he continues to be this type of player and they need a quarterback next year, do they have a chance at somebody like Russell Wilson? And like most of us, we don't think he'd waive the no-trade clause, but Adam Schefter actually said he believes that Wilson would waive it for Philadelphia. And that got me thinking, because if Russell Wilson is available, then no, Jalen Hurts has not done nearly enough to be the guy in 2022. And it's not like it got me thinking. You know, I guess I could see it. Again, I wouldn't waive it for Philadelphia over the other options. It's not the top destination. But at the same time, it's not like the Eagles have nothing to offer Russell Wilson. They are a pass-heavy type of organization. That's what they believe in. That's their mindset. That's their philosophy. Russell Wilson wants to get away from the prehistoric run first mentality of Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks, which he's been dealing with since 2012. So they do have that to offer, right? They want to be a passing attack and that's what Russell Wilson wants. They do have a great offensive line, which Russell Wilson for the majority of his stint in Seattle has not had. So they do have those two core foundations going for them. They have a true wide receiver one in Devontae Smith. They have a true top-tier tight end in Dallas Goddard. Like, that's not DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, but that's a pretty strong duo. You know, like, you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, they've got Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. This is kind of in that way um, two top-tier targets, so it's not like they have nothing to offer when it comes to weapons. They have good running backs, right? Miles Sanders in the backfield. Quez Watkins is a deep threat. They have assets this year, money to go out and get another wide receiver. They have draft picks, although they might have to give them up to get Russell Wilson. They do have things to offer. So I, I kind of am seeing where Adam Schefter is coming from. Again, it wouldn't be the top destination if I'm Russell Wilson or if I'm, you know, Deshaun Watson. I don't really even want to talk about Deshaun Watson still with everything going on. I'm still in his, um, you know, legal situation. But Russell Wilson, like, it's not the top destination, but. I guess I could see why he would waive it um, in favor of Philadelphia over Seattle. And the Eagles, again, will have the most to offer over those other teams. And now the question is, would the Eagles do it? Should the Eagles do it? I think the Eagles would definitely do it. It's not a coincidence that all these quarterback rumors are now circling again this week after Jalen Hurts' performance against the Giants. It's not a coincidence at all. The Eagles are going to be looking at these quarterbacks in the offseason. They are going to be looking at Russell Wilson and try to, you know, unwrite their mistake in 2012 when they passed on him or when he didn't fall to them in the third round and they took Nick Foles. Although that did work out because Nick Foles helped the Eagles win a Super Bowl, obviously you probably would have rather had Russell Wilson. That's a fascinating what if that we're going to do this offseason is what if they did draft Russell Wilson and not Nick Foles in 2012. That would be interesting, but I think they would definitely be interested. Um, the Eagles are infatuated with getting quarterback right. They want a top-tier quarterback, and they've always loved Russell Wilson. It's part of why they drafted Jalen Hurts, because they didn't want to make that mistake again. They saw Jalen Hurts and thought, maybe he's the next Russell Wilson. And although we have our franchise quarterback, like they thought they did that year with Michael Vick, 
we don't want to mess up and get rid of that kind of talent and be you know, thinking what if again. I think Russell Wilson was a huge motivation behind the Jalen Hurts pick, and it's why I think they would absolutely be interested in Wilson. Even at 33 years old, I think he has plenty left in the tank, right? You could still get another four, five, six years out of Russell Wilson. And that, you know, some people are saying this is a long-term rebuild. Don't go for a 33-year-old quarterback. To me, if I can get five, four or five more elite years out of a guy, at this position, you do that every single time. Forget the rebuild. The rebuild's over if you get an elite quarterback like Russell Wilson, or it at least makes it a lot easier to end that rebuild. You don't have to have everything perfect with a franchise quarterback. And heck, you're never going to have everything perfect anyway. The roster is never going to be completely set. And I do think there are enough pieces right now with Russell Wilson as quarterback that the rebuild would be close to over. Obviously, there's still work to be done on the defensive side of the football, but on offense, last week, that was the third youngest offensive lineup in football. Like, your rebuild on offense, outside of getting another receiver, is pretty much set. The biggest piece you need on offense is an elite proven quarterback. On defense, yeah, you got to do some work, but there's enough done that with Russell Wilson, this rebuild is either over or really close to being over. It makes it so much easier. And some say that you need too much right now on this roster to pay for a quarterback like Russell Wilson to give up the assets that you would need to acquire him. But to me, none of that other stuff matters. A second cornerback, another linebacker, another safety. That stuff means nothing if you don't get a quarterback. The rebuild is never over until you get one. So to me, that should always be priority number one. And you figure out the rest after that. That's not saying getting an elite quarterback should make you complacent and should make you ignore the holes on your roster. Sometimes I feel like teams and the Eagles with Carson Wentz, um, you know, this happened where it felt like they carried holes on the roster and not the Eagles. They definitely tried to fill them. But some teams, I feel like the Green Bay Packers have felt like we have Aaron Rodgers, so we don't need to invest crazy resources into the holes we have at wide receiver or on defense, right? So I'm not saying getting Russell Wilson should just end all of the rebuild and, you know, think now that we can just put in band-aid signings and, you know, stop gaps and boom, we're fine. The rebuild's over. No, but you do need that guy or else none of that other stuff matters. That other stuff should be figured out afterwards. Quarterback means more than anything. It doesn't mean the other things aren't as aren't important, but they are not as important as acquiring an elite quarterback like Russell Wilson. And if you can do that, especially considering the assets you have in this draft, you could acquire that guy just by the picks you have this year. So you wouldn't even have to mortgage your future drafts by getting Russell Wilson. I'm all in on it. And I know he hasn't been playing great football lately. Um, He actually, I thought, had a good game against Washington. 247 yards, two touchdowns, a 110.6 rating. The two games before that, though, he was under 55% completion percentage, um, only a little over, a little under 400 passing yards in those two games combined, two interceptions to no touchdowns. But when you see Russell Wilson, it's not like he's falling off. I don't believe that the Russell Wilson of the last three weeks is a sign of things to come. When you look at early on in the year, Russell Wilson was on fire to start the year. He looked like the same elite Russell Wilson that we've always seen. Listen to his stats the first month of the year. 
Week one against the Colts, a 78% completion percentage, 254 passing yards, four touchdowns, no picks. The next week against the Titans, he follows it up with a 71% completion percentage, 343 passing yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Against the Vikings, 71.9% completion percentage, 298 passing yards, one touchdown. Against the Niners, 69.6%, 149, two touchdowns, a 116.0 rating. Russell Wilson coming off the injury, yes, I think he hasn't been playing great football. But to me, that's not a sign of things to come. That wouldn't be something that discourages the Eagles, I personally believe, in trying to get him this offseason. And if he's willing, to me, the biggest obstacle wasn't about what the Eagles are willing to do. It's what Russell Wilson wants. And I never thought he'd waive his no-trade clause. And I'm still skeptical. But Adam Schefter saying that, considering how in tune he is with agents, and mostly agents, that's mostly who he talks to, This has a lot of weight, and it's something now you definitely need to keep an eye on. Because if Russell Wilson's in the game, guys, in Philadelphia, I got news for you. The Eagles are going to want to try to acquire him. 100%. This is Locked On QB1 on your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Locked On Eagles. And guys, today's show is sponsored by Built Bar. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat. And they're high in protein. You get the best of both worlds. Delicious and healthy, none of the guilt. You've got so many flavors, you're going to have a hard time choosing between raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie. That is my go-to. Built Bar gives you the fuel, the extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers this season. Like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs as well. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors too, all covered in chocolate, ruby chocolate. You've got key lime chocolate. They taste so good, you won't believe that they're filled with protein. I can get you 15% off your next order when you head over to built.com and you use our promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 and you're going to get 15% off your order at built.com. Today's Locked On Eagles is also brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline is you covered all season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march into the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code. It's locked on. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to receive your bonus from basketball, the football, the NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, including the Philadelphia Eagles. Make sure you take me and Gino's advice on these LOE threes each week. We are on fire. I have a perfect 3-0 record this week. Bet online where the game starts. All right, guys, we're wrapping up Locked On QB1 on your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked On Eagles. We thank you for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. So let's say Russell Wilson, let's say the veterans are not in play this offseason. Is Jalen Hurts playing for his job down the stretch still? Or is he the guy no matter what? Is it veteran Jalen Hurts or bust? Like, would they consider a prospect in 2022? Is what Jalen Hurts is doing enough to convince them to not even think about that? 
I'm not so sure. Jalen Hurts right now passing the football, his completion percentage, 28th in the league. His quarterback rate, 28th. Yards per game, 28th. Yards per attempt, 24th. QBR, 23rd. Air yards per attempt, 22nd. Touchdowns, 22nd. That could be skewed by penalties and drops for sure, but still in the bottom tier. Is that enough to convince the Eagles they should not think about Malik Willis? They should not think about Matt Corral. They should not think about Desmond Ritter or Kenny Pickett or for Gino, Carson Strong. I don't think Carson would be in play, not only because of his first name, but just because of his style. I don't think they would go for Carson Strong, but we'll throw him in the equation as well. Would they consider it? If Jalen Hurts does not improve dramatically, is he still the guy in 2022 if they cannot acquire a veteran? I think if he is, it again has more to do with the lack of options this offseason than their full belief in Jalen Hurts. Like I think they might not want Malik Willis or Desmond Ritter over the field of seeing what Jalen Hurts could do in year two as QB1. The 2023 quarterback options will present better prospects like Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, right? Um, Maybe even Williams from Oklahoma. I'm not sure how he translates as a pro prospect, but maybe they would prefer the field of prioritizing defense this year, 2023 options, and seeing what Jalen Hurts can do next year, right? That was kind of their strategy in 2021 when they decided to pass on Justin Fields in the first round and maybe pursue Trey Lance. For me, though, I think this year is a rare opportunity where you have a lot of assets in one season to get a veteran quarterback, or you could get that prospect with high upside in the draft like a Malik Willis or a Desmond Ritter, and you can still get players at those other positions to build around him. Because unlike in 2016, where you had to give up those assets to get the quarterback, to get Carson Wentz, this year you can kind of have the best of both worlds where those guys are going to be in your range in the first round and you have two other first-round picks to build around him. You have a second. You have all your picks this year. And next year, you don't have the mortgage the, mortgage the future to go get a 2023 prospect. Because I think you're going to have to next year, considering Jalen Hurts and the way this roster is built right now gets you to a certain floor of winning where you're not going to be picking ahead of teams like the Detroit Lions and the Houston Texans in the bottom tier of the league. So to me, this year is a, a rare opportunity to kind of have your cake and eat it too. And maybe you think you can have your cake and eat it too in the form of Jalen Hurts being the guy in building around him. But I just feel like if I'm going to choose between Jalen Hurts and one of these 2022 prospects, I just feel like these guys, I would rather give them the patience. Like, yeah, do they have a low floor too, like Jalen Hurts? Or a lower floor than Jalen Hurts? 100%. And are they top three picks in the draft this year? No but they do have the mobility like Jalen and they have more arm upside that makes me want to give them more time to develop over Jalen Hurts. And just because, you know, Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, Pickett, maybe even Matt Corral, just because they're not sure thing, number one, number two overall picks, doesn't mean they're not worth investing a first round pick in and being the guy, right? You look at through the years, there's been a lot of mid first round picks that have risk, but also a ton of upside that have panned out. Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. These were all mid first round picks that were not seen as like can't miss prospects, right? But at the same time, they had crazy upside that was worth giving them the chance to be the guy. And those guys all ended up being the guy. And so too, I think will Justin Fields become in Chicago. Justin Fields is a very similar player 
a very similar type of prospect in that way where last year the Eagles had that opportunity and they chose Jalen Hurts in the field over a mid-first-round prospect with risk and upside. But considering what Hurts has shown this year, considering how it'll be tougher in 2023 to acquire one of those quarterbacks, and considering in this scenario you can't get a veteran quarterback, I think it's still worth investing one of those picks in Desmond Ritter or in Malik Willis and seeing if that guy can be the guy. It'll be fascinating to see what they decide this year. I cannot wait until the offseason, but at the same time, I can't wait for these final five games and see if Jalen Hurts can change our minds and see if he can get us into the playoffs. The Philadelphia Eagles are just a half game out, so everything is still in front of them, and so the long-term questions still need to be talked about, but at the same time, like there's a lot of short-term stuff that still is at stake, and I'm really excited for that because just the fact that the Eagles are in the playoff race into December is a good feeling, and I'm glad we're there already because last year was a dark time, and so at least they are competing and making it interesting. All right, guys, that's going to do it for Lockdown QB1 right here on Lockdown Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. We thank you for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. We're available on all podcast platforms Monday through Friday. We're available on YouTube and on Twitter at Lockdown Birds and at DBASI LOE. As always, thank you for downloading, thank you for listening, and let's go Birds!